You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I couldn't be more excited because it's only 364 days to the next early signing period. So I'm yeah. Getting, getting fired up. Yeah, that's true. And, I, you know, I'm the same. Uh, I was Seinfeld staple of uh, men don't care what's on TV. They only care what else is on TV. We've already moved past the guys we just got and like, oh, man, have you seen this junior class? Have you seen Peter Woods and Tony Mitchell? Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, thanks, everybody, <laughs> for making us your first listen. We appreciate that. And also, uh, thank NetSuite for sponsoring this episode. You guys are the best. In fact, I would call you sweet. Um, that was awful. Uh, sorry, I did that to everybody, really. I mean, that was just horrible. Uh, so, Jimmy, still talking about uh, the signing class from yesterday. And, you know, while I'm sitting here, and again, uh, I probably should have been a little more organized, but quite frankly, it's been a hectic day, and we, this is the second podcast we've recorded today. We had to do an emergency podcast for today. It wasn't an emergency. It's just we couldn't get to it last night. And now we're having to do to, tomorrow's podcast today. So we got a lot uh, going on. But I'm pulling up one of your articles here from OWN3, uh, the site of OWN3. And I want to talk about some guys that Alabama didn't take just just because it – you know, it seems like we've got a couple of more spots, and so people may wonder, you know, what the story is. Let's go with T.J. Dudley, uh, who was yep. an in-state linebacker, committed to Oregon forever, and he, then he uh, backed off that because Cristobal left. Um, Alabama. It felt like Alabama wanted him when he committed. It felt that way, and then it it just seemed like uh, any interest in him dissipated. Uh, what's the story there, and, and do you think there's any reason yep. for Alabama to get back involved with him? I think it's possible, and this is this is why, you know, timing is everything. At the time T.J. Dudley committed to Oregon, at the time he did, all Alabama had to go on was junior tape, right? Junior tape, and, and perhaps if he had been in camp and maybe he had, maybe he had, I don't know. But the point is, at the time he committed to Oregon, that's what Alabama had to go on. My understanding at the time was Alabama uh, was not going to take T.J. Dudley at the time he committed, but – evaluations are ongoing. So my thing about Dudley is this, now that he's decommitted, now that he is going to sign in the late period and apparently telling people, hey, this time when I commit, I'm, I'm staying closer to home. So there's definitely a willingness to stay closer to home. And now there's senior tape. So all I'm saying is I haven't seen it myself yet. And maybe there's nothing to it. But uh, the reason I mention his name is, is because it'd probably be wise for Alabama to take a look at the senior tape. They say, well, what do we got now? We, we, as a junior, we weren't sold, but a lot of kids change year to year. So, and then throw in this, Luke, uh, we did sign players at every single position group, but really in terms of inside linebacker, there's really only one guy, Sean Murphy. I think the other two guys, Shahad Campbell and Jeremiah Alexander, they're going to play outside linebacker. So we really only signed one inside guy the first time around. So I think you could argue we have the spot or a space for an inside linebacker, here's one from Montgomery. Uh, all I'm saying is uh, maybe we look at the senior tape and uh, and we could go, huh, huh, all right then, let's do it. 
Yeah, because I'm not predicting. I'm not predicting it to happen. I'm just throwing out a bunch of what ifs. Yeah, and I'll just uh, throw a blanket statement. You're not predicting any of these things. Uh, no, it's no, no, just, no, You're no, saying no. here's some guys that are available. Um, right. Tanner Bailey, a quarterback from Gordo. Uh, don't spend as much time on. It. Don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, I just don't see that being a possibility. But uh, and I'm like you. I think he's a very good player. I think in the Mike Shula days. He's a guy we would have coveted in the Nick Saban salad days. He is a very nice player that would be really uh, a contender for a starter at, at Mississippi State, if you ask me, uh, kind of Arkansas. But do I think right. that Nick Saban's going to go after him? No. No, I don't think so either. But a couple things about Tanner, uh, even since I wrote that earlier today, I found I can't talk about it because it's not for public information, but I do believe. Tanner Bailey will sign with an SEC school. Uh, I believe that's going to happen uh, in in the late period, or possibly even by the end of tomorrow. Uh, wow. That could happen. So I do I do believe he will. Um, okay. Secondly, uh, the reason I mentioned Tanner Bailey is I believe he's an SEC quarterback, and that was more of a what if what if you get back from Cincinnati and a Paul Tyson or a Jalen Milrow didn't didn't get on the plane back and they've decided to portal out. I have no information that that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But what I was saying is if, if Paul Tyson or a Jalen Milrow portals out before the February signing date, uh, Tanner Bailey's right down the street. He's, he's an SEC quarterback. Uh, maybe you get worried about how many guys you have in the quarterback room. Uh, that's why I mentioned him. There is an available SEC quarterback break glass in case of emergency type thing. Uh, and then two others I want to bring up. Caden Story, yep. who has decided not to sign with Auburn. And, of course, Christian Story is at Alabama uh, right now. His brother, they both played for their dad at Lynette. Caden Story is really good. I mean, I, I thought he was a very, very good player. To, you know, I wasn't bothered necessarily that Alabama didn't chase after him because I, I know the kind of guys Alabama goes after. But if Alabama had signed him – Yesterday, I would have been like, okay, I, I like that. He's he's a good player. I thought he was a good player headed to Auburn. I, I would have said that no matter where he went. Um, I don't think he's a shoe-in to be uh, All-American, but I think he's a, a, a very solid player. Alabama might get back involved there. I don't think they've offered him as of yet. Then the other guy you bring up is Miguel Mitchell. This is an intriguing one to me, another athlete from Oxford High School. I listened to the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game as I'm usually calling it. And a couple of my friends were broadcasting it, and they were raving about him. I mean, he had some some uh, big-time plays. I think he had a pick six in that game and caused another fumble. Miguel Mitchell was all over the place. Um, you know, those uh, athletes and linebacker types, uh, they have a history of being pretty damn good. Yeah, um, both those guys. Caden Story, I would use the same description as I did a second ago in T.J. Dudley. I mean, at the time, Caden Story is committing to Auburn. He's just not a take at Alabama. That was before the season started. Uh, I just think before you just dismiss Caden's story, before you just dismiss it, uh, you watch the senior tape. See, did he did he blossom into something else? Did he end up being a better prospect than we assumed based on uh, what he had done up through his junior year? So I, I just would say, hey, just watch the tape again. Maybe maybe you see something there. With Mitchell from Oxford, who was a new name for me, uh, I'm always going to have a soft spot for the guy that goes to the all-star game and proves, hey, I don't have all the offers that a lot of guys here have, 
I don't have the attention and the offers, but I'm a better player than all of you, and I'm going to prove it tonight. Um, look, I mean, you get a better look at who's good in the, in the All-Star game than you do in a normal regular season game. If Oxford, if Oxford is playing Aniston, you know, that's one thing. But, but if this dude's playing against the 30 best players in Mississippi and he's the MVP, maybe you better take another look at that dude. Uh, and, again, these are all positions – these kids I picked out carefully in the sense that Alabama's not full of room, and, and they probably have room for none of these kids. But I think if these positions at safety, at you know a front seven defensive lineman like Caden Story, at inside linebacker, at quarterback if one leaves, I think we would have the room for those guys. So that's why I mentioned it. It's just something that's sort of fun. And what I like to do all the time at On3 or on our podcast, to, to me – I like having the discussions that, that you know are going on in the Malmore. You know, hey, what discussions are they having? What decisions are they making? And, and we should have the same discussion just because that's fun. It doesn't mean that we're right and they're wrong, but it's just kind of an inside look at what actually goes on. I think this discussion that I'm talking about is, is going to be one of the things that happens in the recruiting meeting. Uh, hey, let's hit the reset button for the February date. Uh, you know, what, what local guys are available to us and do we want to take a second look at, at a few of these dudes. First of all, what uh, Miguel Mitchell did is called reading the Wallace Gilberry book to success for dummies. Um, and it, and it worked out. Secondly, you know, you talk about room. I mean, and I think a lot of people out there, you, you worry more about room on the roster than you And I'm not going to give you a chance to, uh, retort because I'm going to have to do a live read, but you do, you worry about room. More than anybody, yeah. I know you're like a hotel manager. You worry about room so much. Um, but <laughs> like that. that was that was pretty good on the fly. I'm gonna tell you. If yeah. so, look, guys, if y'all are listening to this, and every now and again I have a good one, tweet about it. I, I mean, I, I would appreciate that. I, I like a pat on the back as much as any damn body. Um, anywho, so you do worry about room a lot, but you know now with the transfer portal, Alabama's going to lose some dudes to the portal, uh, and and. Let's not dog cuss them. I mean, this it's fine. It's fine. I mean, this is the, the new age. We're going to get guys from the portal, and we're going to lose guys to the portal. So everybody get ready for that. So we might have more room than you think because there may be some guys leaving that uh, we don't even know about. There have already been two dudes today on the team tweet out some stuff with, like, eyeball emojis and, you know, uh, peace out and i mean but they may be talking about leaving a starbucks they may be talking about leaving a girlfriend mm. they may be talking about leaving um a, a family member and getting ready for practice we don't know what the hell it is but everybody makes assumptions so, right let me tell everybody net suite this is it the the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing your hat falls over your eyes is this how you're running your business poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade to NetSuite.com slash NCAA. Head to NetSuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's NetSuite.com slash NCAA. Like how I drug that out just a little bit to make sure I got all my minutes in. Um, now I also want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the place to go to get that bet in. Look, you may have bet on the Kansas City um 
San Diego game last night. I know it's Los Angeles Chargers. In my heart, they're San Diego forever. Um, so that's what I'm going with until I get used to I still say Oakland Raiders. What do you want me to do? But you could have bet on the, the Chiefs. Or you could have bet on the Chargers. You could have bet, put them in a teaser. You could have bet on all kind of funky stuff in that game. You can bet on college basketball. You can bet on pro basketball. You can bet on futures. You can bet on whatever you want to. Get in there for some of the bowl action at betonline.ag. It's a ton of fun. It's easy to pay in, even easier to get paid once you win that cash. And you'll get a 50% welcome bonus if you use promo code locked on. So if you put in 200 bucks, you get to play with 300. That's a lot of free money. And in this free money is um, actually pretty good. So I probably shouldn't say that, but I did. BetOnline.ag, give them a whirl. You'll love it. It's a ton of fun. Jimmy, one of my favorite subjects, booty. Kayshawn booty. How about that? So it's one of your favorite subjects. Booted at me and asked me. About it, and that's the best I came up with. And I had about four hours to think about it, and I'm really sorry. Well, I'm just is, is one of your favorite subjects booty or bootay? Because to me, those are two separate things. One is uh, chicks, and the other one is the wide receiver at LSU. Yeah. Um, <laughs> both? <laughs> I understand that both have been on, on a lot of minds uh, the last few days. To me, I. I, I I, I can't but be amused every every time I'm asked to uh, to talk about it, or, or is is because he's not in the portal. He's he's not in the portal. It's almost like, and, and and Alabama fans aren't wishing him in the portal. It's like they're shoving him into the portal. <laughs> I just kind of picture it in my head like it's a cartoon of angry Alabama fans with uh, tiki torches and and, and <laughs> showing up to kidnap the guy and throw him in the portal. Well, it, and. I think it's just a foregone conclusion he'll be in the portal. And if he's not, if he's not, how pissed? See, this is the way things are. Like you, for instance, Jimmy, when somebody says uh, there was a rumor yesterday that, uh, boy, who was it, that Alabama may not be out of it after all for one uh, one five-star guy. I can't remember who it was. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Alabama. They were like, no, that's not what we said. We said we're not out of it, and anything could happen. Oh, so so we're going to definitely sign him. Okay, I've already put him in. He's already got jersey number 17. I just want to let you know that. Like, no, don't do that shit. That's stupid. But the same thing with Keyshawn Boutte is, I mean, it's almost like he's already on the team. Now, I want him on the team. I definitely right. do. Bryce Young to Keyshawn Boutte will be the prettiest thing since Sarah Jean's Underwood's Boutte. Right, <laughs> I like it. And by the way, I'm a huge Boutte fan, a huge, a huge one uh, of Sergene and Keyshawn and all of it. But uh, one thing uh, that's just kind of interesting that uh, he's not in the portal. There are good players that are in the portal, and I heard a rumor today, just a rumor, that Josh Downs could 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 go in the portal. And some people yeah. might be going, "Who the heck is that?" Josh Downs is better than Butte. I mean, Josh Downs is almost a lock to be the first receiver taken in the draft in April of 2023. He has built an incredible career at North Carolina. And why he'd be leaving, I'm not sure. And he's not in the portal. I am just heard a rumor that he may be going to the portal. I'm like, dang, we've been spending all our time talking about Butte Downs. 
he's the best wide receiver in college football next season, uh, regardless of where he plays. So I'm just saying that I, I think the Boutte talk is fun. He almost signed with Alabama out of high school. He would be fantastic at Alabama. He'd sort of replace J-Mo because they're such, such similar players. But uh, there'll be other good wide receivers in the portal too. And, and if Josh Downs is there, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, even the Packers and the Bills going to be fighting over that dude. I agree. And I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting. Is Alabama going to grab Boutte or are they going down? One of the, one of the two. (laughs) Uh, I summed it up. And I know it's downs, but I mean, I thought, anyway, and I will take exception. I like, I think he's a great receiver. I've seen him uh, North Kakalaki. I like him a lot, but, and if Alabama gets him in the portal, I'm thrilled to, because again, Chung throwing to either one of those dudes is patently unfair. I mean, it's literally unfair. But right. getting Boutte is is soul crushing to the LSU fan base. They're already <laughs> in a tizzy over Eli Ricks, and I and I get it. And I, part of me is like, I'm not enjoying their um their angst because here I'm telling you, everybody ought to listen by this time. Um, this happens and this rolls around. Jimmy and I will have been fired from this and other podcasts, so it won't affect us quite as much. But eventually, Nick Saban is going to retire, or his batteries are going to wear down, or whatever the hell is going to happen. He's going to be called yeah, back to his home up. planet. Can hey, can you hear me? You. That was I can. That was tragic. What the hell happened to you? I dropped the phone, and it's going to. <laughs> I dropped the phone in the garbage can. And uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get it out. Are you in the garbage can? I was putting something in the garbage can, the big one, and the phone fell in there. <laughs> it's the dumbest. <laughs> this is live podcasting, people. He's not kidding. This is how, and the phone is still on, so you can still do the podcast as long as you yell into the trash can. Is this correct? That's true. I, I can even hear you. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we're going to keep going, and then when we sign off, I will have to flip the garbage can over to uh, retrieve the phone. Oh, this go. is the dumbest shit ever. Okay, <laughs> I've got to try and go with a straight face. No, what I'm saying is eventually Nick Saban is going to going to leave us, and we're going to be the ones that are going to have players leaving, you know, in droves. I mean, it's going to happen. So I'm not taking all this joy in LSU players leaving them. If it were happening to Auburn, I would probably be taking a lot more joy in it. But I'm not taking as much joy with other teams because I get it because the shit's going to happen to us eventually. And, Jimmy, I would tell you to – Jimmy, here's what I can do. Let me mute you, and I'll do this live read. You, I don't know. It's almost worth it if you do the rest of this podcast in the trash can. Um, I'm going to mute you. And you try to get your trash can too. I'm not talking about the garbage in the kitchen, you know, the the outside can where you put all the bags from the kitchen, you know, the deep one. I'm I'm too short, even even at your six foot five height. uh, I don't think you could reach it either. It's at the bottom (laughs) of the deep can that you take out through the road. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this podcast stinks, literally. All right, Jimmy, I'm muting you. You can try to get the phone out while I do this live read. Okay, here we go. Perfect.
No, I muted me. What the hell? How did that happen? I didn't mute Jimmy. Hold Jimmy. On. Hold <laughs> okay. On. All right, wait a minute. I muted Jimmy now. I muted me a second ago, and now I've muted Jimmy. This is a catastrophe. Anywho, Built Bar, not a catastrophe. Absolutely delicious, nutritious, and scrump delicious. Go to Built Bar. And uh, go get you a built bar, but you go to built.com to get these. You can find them anywhere. I saw them at Lifetime Fitness the other day. I was like, holy cow, made the big time. Built.com is where you go get these delicious, nutritious, scrump delicious build bars. You want to go get one because they'll help you with a keto or a keto diet, they'll help you maintain or to lose weight. They are fantastic. I'm telling you, covered in chocolate. And I had one today, it was like a key lime pie the other day and then i had um one like a caramel one. Oh my god it was so good and it's really all i had because i went to company dinner my wife's company dinner last night and um i ate a lot so i was like i gotta be pretty good today so i ate a built bar i haven't had anything since because it's just it's very satisfying I, I know snickers generally satisfies but they also make you gain weight these do not built.com delicious bars you will love them. scared to mute but i have I'm back. <laughs> I was I was able to uh, turn the can over, and uh, I literally had to uh, almost basically crawl in there. But <laughs> th- thankfully, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a full can, and we're pretty good about everything we put in there. It's bags, you know. So what? It wasn't like I had to dumpster dive. It wasn't like that. But it was still it was still an adventure, and I can tell you. I worked up a little bit of a sweat there. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know what's sadder, that you dropped your phone in the trash can and then had to turn it all over, or that you have broken a sweat turning over said trash can. You've, <laughs> I, my live read was one minute. I was trying to – I was. I had these um, satsumas. You know what those are? Yeah, oranges. Satsuma oranges, yeah. Yeah, I had a bunch of them and, 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 and kept four of them for too long, so I'm like, well, those, I think those satsumas need to go in the uh, in the big green can out in the garage. So I was carrying the phone, uh, doing the podcast while carrying those satsumas to the garage. And as I tried to quietly and carefully dump the satsumas into the can, the satsumas stayed in my hands and the phone went in the can. Oh, my God. That's a play-by-play. I, I mean, anyway, that's yeah. – boy. Okay, I would say – don't tell anybody about this, but however many people that listen to this podcast have already heard it. So you might as well tell everybody. Um, Sorry, Jimmy, uh, I want to <laughs> go back to, uh, let, let's talk about Jaleel Skinner. Well, I mean, I know the same story that most people listening have heard. If you haven't heard, I mean, the story that's out there is the correct story uh, based on my knowledge, which is, uh, on signing it, you know, your parents, when you're a certain age, your parents sign that letter of intent too. That's why parents are, are at these, uh, these, these big, you know, announcements and celebrations, but, uh, his parents couldn't be in town. Uh, so Jaleel had to wait, uh, for his folks to arrive. They weren't going to get to town till today or, or tomorrow. And, uh, he was going to sign at that time, but I'll tell you what, he did visit Miami hurricanes this past weekend we, we we do already have a signee at tight end that's similar to Skinner in Amari Knobloch. And I, I believe Jaleel Skinner is signed up with Alabama. That's what I believe. That's what I'm expecting. But uh, if, if you're the nervous Nelly type and you're like, 
this this stinks. This doesn't seem right to me. He he might be just stringing us along and signing with Miami. Uh, I don't think that's unfair. I, I think I think if you're the nervous type, it's fair to be nervous about Skinner now until the ink is dry. Uh, but I, I don't believe there's anything to this. Uh, if there is something to it and he signs with Miami, am I going to be shocked? Uh, no, no, I'm not. It's recruiting. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you too, but I, I think he ends up signing with Alabama. And then one other Got thing, it. Jimmy, I don't know if you've noticed lately, but um, – COVID uh, has reared its ugly head again. I mean, I guess it's never really been anywhere, but a lot of basketball games are being affected. A lot of uh, – pro- I mean, like the Cleveland Browns got 20 dudes on, in COVID protocol. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a problem for Saturday for them. Of course, I got their defense and fantasy, so thanks, COVID. Um, but I know Kentucky was supposed to play Ohio State in Vegas, and now they're trying to rearrange it because Ohio State's having issues that maybe North Carolina can come to Vegas and play them. Um, a couple of things I'm learning from this, it makes me wonder if, um, it, it you know, obviously how it's going to affect the bowl games, how it's going to affect potentially the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to even think about that, how it's going to affect Alabama's basketball schedule coming up. we got a big game with um, – Colorado State coming up on Tuesday. Got a game with Jackson State on Saturday. Um, but it's also making me think more and more, as if last year didn't prove it to me enough, that I really wish we'd quit doing these schedules like 10 years in advance. And mm-hmm. it would be great if there was some actual real committee or college football czar uh, or or series of of not series, but like a committee of czars. I don't know if they can, that, that probably is uh, oxymoron, but it would be great to have it where we could say, okay, look, here's the deal. Next year, we're going to let, we're going to make so-and-so play so-and-so. Now I'm not uh, of the, a proponent of doing the NFL method where you say, okay, last year y'all were, y'all won the Super Bowl, So you have the hardest schedule in the, in the NFL. I don't like that. I just, I do like right. the idea of, you know, this year we're going to do Alabama. I mean, we're going to do SEC against Big Twelve and Big Ten against Pac Twelve and ACC against AAC or whatever, and try and match them up. Not necessarily, you know, best on best, but you know, say, okay, Clemson, you have to go to Cincinnati, and Alabama, you get to go to Iowa. You know, something like that. Um, I would like to see that versus all of these these plans. Um, 10 years in advance. I like it. You know, the COVID year proved, you know, look how fast Coastal Carolina and BYU got a game together. Now I realize yeah. that's not Alabama, Texas, and, and you know, Coastal Carolina and BYU scheduled and played a game inside of a week, inside of a week, not even seven days. It was less than that. Uh, it can be done. Um, but, boy, all the COVID talk. You know, Luke, uh, Alabama is so, I mean, Nick Nick does what he can for the players, but, you know, we're starting practice today. I'm not so sure that the smart thing to do isn't to, uh, hey, guys, we got to bubble up again. I mean, we can't – what are we going to do? Are we going to send all these guys home for Christmas? And and, and, and then they're, they're back home and around people. You wonder – I mean, we can't afford to – this is the playoffs. If we're out six or eight guys and Cincinnati's not, we're not going to win the game, you know, if we're down exactly. six or eight starters. I mean, I don't care uh, uh, if it's Cincinnati or uh, – I'm. I, I, it's got to be a discussion they're having about 
hey, we're just now that we're back together as a team and we're not going to look, look we're we're in a bubble and we're going to treat it like that because, uh, you know, it's just 15 days until until you kick off. It's not like we had. All right, buddy. It. It's not like we hadn't done it before. That's true. All right, buddy. We'll be back with you guys on Sunday at some point. Uh, until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.